Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. A 40-something gender queer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back. Another wonderful episode. Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. Let's give it up for that band. I love it. Give it up for them. That was Diet Soda and the No Sugar Added Orchestra. Yeah, I... Sorry, folks. Uh, it's not... I I don't even know where I got that one. I think I was drunk one night, and I said, Oh, this will be a great band name. And, well, obviously, it's not. <laughs> so, you know... Um, they can't all be great. They can't all be good. There's going to be some bad ones. I faced it. I accepted it. And here I am. Back, for, back again. <laughs> here we are. So, coming up this episode, well, today is the 20th of November, and hence the title of the program, Transgender Day of Remembrance, because that's what it is. So, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to have another one of our 25 famous women share their best advice that they've either given or received. We're on number nine this episode, counting them down. Well, counting them up, I guess. <laughs> our secondary topic, yeah, we'll have one. A couple personal stories and information about Halloween 2015. Yeah! Then, of course, listener feedback. Uh, I love listener feedback. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Stick around to the end for listener feedback. But before we get to any of that, let's just briefly talk about episode 59 and 60 because there was a, you know, two-parter conversation with longtime fan and listener and now friend, uh, Phaedra D. Thank you again so much for such a lovely time just sitting and chatting and sharing experiences and stories. It was... I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Okay. Okay. And I hope you did too, Phaedra. I really do. Uh, and I hope the listeners enjoyed it as well. I hope you got something from our, our conversation and, and latched on to something and it touched you in a way that you may not have thought about before or just a different view of the same thing you're thinking, whatever it is. Now, also, <laughs> I realized during the editing process, I mentioned Quebec and some amusement park that I couldn't quite remember. Well, um, I have figured it out. <laughs> it's not La Grande, it's La Ronde. And so I uh, figured it out, and I figured it out because of Facebook. <laughs> somebody had posted about it, and somebody not related to the show at all. They posted about it, and I went, oh, right, okay, it's La Ronde, not La Grande, but all right, whatever. <laughs> I'll fix it now, so I'm sharing that with all of you. Whenever I mention that, I, I figured it out after the fact. And also, I realized I forgot to mention, if you want to get in touch with Phaedra D, now this information was in the show notes to both episode 59 and 60 over at Blogspot, uh, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. And her website that she's wanting to, that she spoke about, that she's wanting to get back on its feet again, get a little more momentum, is www, of course, veganswithtypewriters.net. 
And over on Twitter, she's at Faye Girl, and that's P-H-A-E underscore G-I-R-L. You can find that episode and all past episodes over at uh, Blogspot, like I mentioned a moment ago, Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. And that's kind of where I house everything. That's that's the website, but it's the Blogspot, and it's where I'm putting everything for now. Okay? Okay. So go over there, check out all the past episodes. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. That's probably how you're finding us this way. Unless you want to get the RSS feed from Blogspot, put it in your own podcatcher. That's another way to find us and get us. Over on the Blogspot page, we have an Amazon affiliate link. Shop through Amazon. Shop through our button to Amazon. Buy whatever you normally would, especially now that the holidays are here. Click on our Amazon link. We get pennies on the dollar back from what you spend. It's, it's, it's a very small amount, but you know that you're helping out the show. Of course, we have a PayPal donate button, which you know, maybe consider it like a tip jar <laughs> at a coffee shop or something, you know, drop in a tip or whatever. That would be cool. If you use iTunes, give us a ratings and review. It's, I, I checked it out not too long ago. We haven't had any new ones in quite a while, so I'm throwing it out there again. Please, folks, take the time to go rate us and review us over on iTunes. It helps people find the show in iTunes. It helps the algorithm behind the scenes. And uh, so I really appreciate that. For all those of you who have done that, thank you again. I mentioned it before. I've read them on the show, so you know that. But thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Now, tell a friend or another fan to go do it as well. And if you're on Stitcher, there's another interface there that you can write a comment about. Uh, tweet us in from there. Post it to Facebook from there. Email it to somebody, send it to somebody in a text message. However Stitcher wants you to share, you can share. Pin... I, I think you can pin the damn thing now. I don't know. It's coming. <laughs> There's going to be some changes in Stitcher, at least so I've heard. But I've been hearing it for like the last year now. So any day soon, there should be changes in Stitcher. I Just don't hold your breath. But something's coming down the pike. We're over on Facebook, of course. Everybody's on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast. Uh, the email, if you want to send me something, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me at Twitter at SabrinaMiller41. And uh, I'd like to take a moment for our sponsor, uh, Tom Slayton uh, from TomSlayton.com, has really helped out the show tremendously, folks. And so if you haven't had a chance to go check out his website, check it out. He's got uh, amazing photography there that, to me, is just like walking through a art museum at times where you see this beautiful landscape or this broken down building or this animal or this plant or he's got something for creepy dolls. There's a lot of creepy doll pictures there. Okay, fine. That works for the month of October, but now we're in November. So let's move on to maybe something a little more holiday festive. I'm teasing. I'm kidding. I love all the photos I see there. Uh, and I hope you do too. Check it out. TomSlayton.com. And he's also got some writing. If you're, if you're a writer or you're thinking about uh, starting a journal or a blog or something, and if you're just trying to find a topic to write about because you've gone through your brain and you're not entirely sure what to write about anymore, or you just need some need something to kick the brain in gear to say, okay, I want to write, but oh man, there's so many things to write about. Check out his writing prompts because just just in looking at them to review them for the show, I went, oh hey, there's a great idea for a topic for a show, a future show. So so even even there there are typical writing topics. They're helping me think of stuff to share with you guys on the show. So again, thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. And he also has some WordPress themes there too. If that's your bag, if that's what you like to do, use WordPress and change up the themes now and again. He's got some of those over there. So check it out, TomSlayton.com. And Tom, thank you again for all that you do. 
And one last thing in this housekeeping section we've got going on here. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash changes in latitudes podcast, of course. And consider becoming a, a, a donor, a, a patron, if you will, a patron of the arts by donating as little as a dollar a month. And for every level of donation that you do, I have different rewards. And yes, I'll admit up front right here, life's been a little chaotic because of, well, uh, life. <laughs> I got a three-year-old. Okay, that just stirs up the pot. Uh, the holidays are coming. You know, the summer just ended. It's crazy time. So so I, I, I will, my goal for the new year is to make sure that I fulfill those rewards to those wonderful, lovely patrons who have already given so much much. And lastly, this episode is brought to you by my longtime dear, dear friend, Don. And that's all I'm going to say. Just going to leave it like that. You know who you are. And I'm sure a couple other listeners out there know who you are. And if there is, then you probably know them and everybody else knows everybody else. And that's okay. But <laughs> there was a point not too long ago, not in the distant past, but in the recent past, when I needed to throw out some information, some ideas, some thoughts to digest them. And so I called her, and it was perfect timing. And perfect timing in a lot of things, in the sense that I, the stuff I needed to get out and share and mold over and think about, she was right there. It was perfect. And uh, really just help, it helped me categorize, organize things. It was awesome. It was awesome. And so I'm saying to you, thank you so, so very much for that wonderful hour and change, I guess. I don't quite remember. Of, of your time. I truly, truly appreciate it. All right, main topic. Here we go. Main topic. Uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, do yourself a favor, go Google this. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to talk about it, but there is so many websites and so many bits of information out there that I couldn't bear. I, it would take me probably three, three full episodes to really cover everything that's out there. And the sad thing is it's an ever-growing list. Uh, yeah, it's it's an annual thing, so you know we can kind of make the cutoff line an a, uh, an annual thing, but that's not really fair to those f before that. Uh, and it's a sad thing because the list grows and grows and grows. Transgender Day of Remembrance is a day that we we the trans community specifically, but everyone remembers the. How, there, I've read so many ways to say this. Fallen, uh, a way to remember our fallen trans brothers and sisters who were taken from this world in a violent way. And it's, it's tough to think about because we're talking about losing an, an, a person, an energy, someone who was special to some other people. Be, be whatever type of relationship that is, family, friends, doesn't matter. There's a group of people that think individuals are special. That's how, that's how our society works. I mean, not saying that there's only one individual, but you follow me. It's, there's a, there's, for example, family 
is proud of one of the siblings who has accomplished a goal, whatever that goal is, graduating college, getting their driver's license, marrying somebody, whatever the goal is, there is a core group of people who are very proud, honored, and touched by your accomplishments, your achievements, you, who you are. And so when that person, that individual is taken away from that group, that group is out of balance. That group is not quite whole anymore. And so that, that's why it's such a somber day. It's such a somber memory. Because I'm sure you could relate in your own way. Because I'm sure there's somebody close to you or pretty close to you that you've lost. Whoever, whoever that may be. And just ponder your experience with losing that individual. I mean, whether it be an older individual whose time was ready. They were ready. Or the unfortunate youth that was taken in well there's so many ways but you follow me there and every every anniversary of their of their leaving you, you remember them at least in the first few years and so forth depending upon the individual so that's what the transgender day of remembrance is except everyone that we're remembering there's a transgender person, trans man, trans woman, however they identify in that realm. And there's a, there's a big debate going on right now that if it should be only those that were taken, it, taken from us in a violent way, meaning a hate crime or somebody uh, doing something and taking their lives, taking another person's life, I should say. And then there's a side that says... Don't include the suicides. And, and it, I understand the debate, but it's, I don't agree with it because the definition is taken from this world violently. Well, there are so many ways to say violently. If, if a trans person who isn't out yet, but only to themselves and maybe a small group of people, they haven't even taken any steps towards anything. They just know that they are and then because of the pressures from society, the pressures from family, the pressures from th their religion, if that's, a, if that's part of their world, to, to, to school, to potential work, to, to so many different factors. If all those factors are making them feel suicidal and bringing them down to that last answer, and then they complete that answer, isn't that a form of violence? Isn't that a form of bullying? Isn't that a way that someone is taking their life just not by their hand, they're doing it under their own hand? I think the ones who have been deemed suicide, death by suicide, should also be included in that, in that list of too, too many people taken in a ridiculous way. Not just suicide, but I, the stories are out there, folks. You know, the guy that finds out that the lady he's interested in is transgender and violently attacks her and she's not around the next day. That's ridiculous. And the same is true for the person that is so beaten, silently beaten by society and their family and all the influences that are, are surrounding them in this world. But they feel the only answer to take their own life there's always 
There's always somebody to talk to. There's always somebody that's going to reach back and say, no, no, it's okay. We'll find a way together. It just might be harder to find that person at times. So uh, I'm going to leave a bunch of links in the show notes. So I'm going to read you a couple things regarding the uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance. The first one, uh, the first thing here comes from uh, tdor.info. It's in their About section. It's about Transgender Day of Remembrance. And this seems to be one of the official, quote-unquote, websites of Transgender Day of Remembrance. So, the Transgender Day of Remembrance was set aside to memorialize those who were killed due to anti-transgender hatred or prejudice. The event is held in November to honor Rita Hester, whose murder on November 28, 1998, kicked off the Remembering Our Dead web project and a San Francisco candlelight vigil in 1999. Rita Hester's murder, like most anti-transgender murder cases, has yet to be solved. Although not every person represented during the Day of Remembrance self-identifies as transgender, that is, as a transsexual, cross-dresser, or otherwise gender variant, each was a victim of violence based on bias against transgender people. We live in times more sensitive than ever to hatred-based violence, especially since the events of September 11th. Yet even now, the deaths of those based on anti-transgender hatred or prejudice are largely ignored. Over the last decade, more than one person per month has died due to transgender-based hate or prejudice, regardless of any other factors in their lives. This trend shows no sign of abating. The Transgender Day of Remembrance serves several purposes. It raises public awareness of hate crimes against transgender people, an action that current media doesn't perform. Day of Remembrance publicly mourns and honors the lives of our brothers and sisters who might otherwise be forgotten. Through the vigil, we express love and respect for our people in the face of national indifference and hatred. Day of Remembrance reminds non-transgender people that we are their sons, daughters, parents, friends, and lovers. Day of Remembrance gives our allies a chance to step forward with us and stand in vigil, memorializing those of us who've died by anti-transgender violence. This page was taken from www.rememberingourdead.org slash day slash what. Copyright 2007. So as I mentioned a moment ago, it doesn't, it doesn't cover any of the suicides. And I'm sorry when somebody bullies you or makes you feel inadequate or inferior because of your trans status. That's violence. That's harassment. And if that leads to suicide... It's the same thing as if they pushed you off that bridge, cut your wrist, fired the gun, whatever, whatever it may be. And that's one of the reasons why I think it needs to be included, that people taken by suicide need to be included. And now, only because it is a pretty good entry for Wikipedia, I'm going to read the Wikipedia entry for Transgender Day of Remembrance. Transgender Day of Remembrance, TDOR, which occurs annually on November 20th, is a day to memorialize those who have been murdered as a result of transphobia, the hatred or fear of transgender and nonconforming people, and to bring attention to the continued violence endured by the transgender community. The Transgender Day of Remembrance was founded in 1998 by Gwendolyn Ann Smith, a trans woman who is a graphic designer, columnist, and activist, to memorialize the murder of Rita Hester in Allison, Massachusetts. Since its inception, TDOR has been held annually on November 20th 
and it has slowly evolved from the web-based project started by Smith into an international day of action. In 2010, TDOR was observed in over 185 cities throughout more than 20 countries. Typically, a TDOR memorial includes a reading of the names of those who have lost their lives during the previous year and may include other actions such as a candlelight vigil, art shows, food drives, film screenings, and marches. The TDOR is a culmination of the Transgender Awareness Week. The Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, also known as GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, has extensively covered TDOR. GLAAD has interviewed numerous transgender advocates, including actress Candace Kane. Profile in an event at the New York City LGBT Community Center and discussed media coverage of TDOR. And it goes on for references and things. Like I said, it was a quick Wikipedia entrance, but it's worth saying here on the show. So, so if you know of or have read about a trans person who was taken from this earth, regardless of how they've been taken from this earth, take a moment today, November 20th, or right now, whenever you're listening, whenever you're listening, it doesn't have to be November 20th. It's a personal moment for you. Take a moment and just remember, just think, ponder, whatever word suits you personally. And now, let's take it a step further. Because in the words of Theodore Dr. Seuss Geisel from Horton Hears a Who, a person's a person no matter how small. Honor those people regardless of their identity or their orientation. Honor them. Honor those who no longer walk this mortal coil and may have left it far, far too early or in ways that should never have happened at all, i.e. violence and suicide. So since this is an audio program and a moment of silence in an audio program is kind of moot because <laughs> you could just hit the fast forward button, I'm going to play uh, one of my favorite songs. Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. But before I get into that, we are, I'm going to have just a brief 10-second count of silence to honor those who have fallen. The minor fall and the major lift 
Was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof. Her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you. She tied you to her kitchen chair. She broke your throne and she cut your hair. And from your lips, she drew. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, there was a time. Remember when I moved in you, and the holy dove was moving too, and every breath we drew is hallelujah, 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 It's not a cry that you hear at night. 
It's not somebody who's seen the light. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah. 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 When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Ah, Tom Slayton. I mentioned him earlier in the show. Tom, thanks so much for helping sponsor the show. I've said it so many times. I say it every episode. It means so much to me. Thank you so, so very much. This episode, I want to talk about his writing prompts. TomSlayton.com slash tag slash journal writing prompts. On that page, he has so many different prompts available. And just ideas for writing, ideas for just blogging, ideas for journaling, as I mentioned before, ideas that I get to talk about stuff on the show. I mean, it's just let your brain wander, feed new information into your brain so your subconscious can start to ponder things that you've never pondered before. That's what... That's what his page gives to me through the photos, through the writing prompts, through the quotes that are there, through all of it. So take a moment, go visit TomSlayton.com forward slash tag forward slash journal writing prompts, or just check out TomSlayton.com. Again, thank you, Tom. Twenty-five famous women share the best advice they've either given or received. And as I mentioned before, this is from an article published by The Cut, which is part of the AOL News Network. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, we're on number nine. This is given by Jill Soloway. Probably butchered that name. <laughs> Jill, S-O-L-O-W-A-Y. Uh, her quote, speak. It's a revolution for women to have voices. When I first read that, it, it almost fell aside. I was like, okay, right, yeah, that makes sense. And then I started really thinking about it. 
the direct understanding and immediate understanding of this is pretty clear. Speak up, because right now is one of the best times to have a voice to be able to speak up. But when you stop and think about it, for centuries, women had no voice publicly. Not at all. They were property of their men, whether that be a father, an uncle, or a husband, or the brother of their husband, depending on how things worked out. So they couldn't voice their opinions on anything. We couldn't voice our opinions on anything. Politics, religion, was considered property, and what kind of property has a voice about anything? Until the 19th Amendment on August 18th, 1920, almost a hundred years ago, which just boggles my mind, baffles my mind. I mean, it's ridiculous that it took till the 1900s for women to be able to speak up and say anything, and in this case, vote. I'm going to read a little bit about the uh, 19th Amendment. Ratified on August 18th, 1920, the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution granted American women the right to vote a right known as women's suffrage. At the time the U.S. was founded, its female citizens did not share all of the same rights as men, including the right to vote. It was not until 1848 that the movement for women's rights launched on a national level with a convention in Seneca Falls, New York, organized by abolitionists Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who lived from 1815 to 1902, and Lucretia Mott, who lived from 1793 to 1880. Following the convention, the demand for the vote became a centerpiece of the women's rights movement. Santon and Mott, along with Susan B. Anthony, who lived from 1820 to 1906, and other activists, formed organizations that raised public awareness and lobbied the government to grant voting rights to women. After a 70-year battle, these groups finally emerged victorious with the passage of the 19th Amendment. So where we are now in 2015, has the path has been laid for far over 100 years. Longer, much, much longer. And that leads me into thinking about just being transgender. Where we are now versus where we're going to be in, well, let's just say 100 years. Really, I'd like to say 20, 30 years, because I know I'm going to live to that. <laughs> but realistically, you know, as time moves slowly, let's just say 100 years. 2115. Where are we going to be then? God, I hope we're going to be on a level of equality that we all dream about, where every person is equal regardless of their gender, regardless of their orientation, regardless of how they look, how they speak, how they act. Everyone's equal. That's, to me, that's pretty damn close to world peace. I mean, granted, it's in all the countries, but if it's only in America, then national peace. And we need that. Fairly recently in the news, at least here in San Diego, we've had some um, open gunfire that has just really broken my heart. Because I never expected that to happen in the city that I live in. Mostly because I grew up with that, well, and then grow up with it, but my high school years in Los Angeles, there was a lot of that shit in the news. Um, the, the riots that happened, the Rodney King travesty that happened that started the riots in Los Angeles that I was in my senior year, if I remember correctly, maybe junior or senior year, 
And that was crazy. That was ridiculous. I couldn't go to work one night because the city was shut down. So now we do have that freedom of speech working toward total equality. And to me, that's just amazing. Now, in trying to look up uh, Jill Soloway, who's an actress, uh, check her out on IMDb. One of the quotes she has on IMDb is, when I write, I lose time. I'm happy in a way that I have a hard time finding in real life. The intimacy between my brain and my fingers and my computer, yet knowing that that intimacy will find an audience, is very satisfying. It's like having the safety of being alone with the eagle reward of being known. And that struck me, because to me, that's very similar to what I do here on the podcast. I sit alone, talking into a microphone, looking over my notes, reading things that I may want to read, like that quote or the article from the Transgender Day of Remembrance or whatever. But most of it is just off the cuff. Just here, I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially writing through my brain and mouth. <laughs> it's, it's just coming out. And it is an intimacy between myself and the microphone. And then it evolves into a wonderful intimacy between myself and you folks, the audience, my friends out there. Because I can't imagine that there's, you know, a group of people sitting around a computer or a laptop or uh, maybe an iPhone or a, or a phone in general or, or a pad, a tablet, just listening together. I mean, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> That's like an old-time radio show sort of atmosphere. That would be cool. But let's face it, most podcasts are a very intimate thing. Everybody listens at their own pace. Everybody pauses and stops and rewinds and reflects. Some people go back and listen again, which if you do, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, some people don't listen till months and months and months and months have passed. <laughs> and I get that as well. I get that as well. I understand that. I'm. That's kind of how I am. I, I, I have to take a break from my listening, and then I get behind on my listening, and then I have to play catch-up. And uh, for those playing the home game at... Uh, well, home and keeping score, uh, being that this is November 20th, I am about a year behind in my listening now. So I'm listening to episodes that came out near the middle to end of October of 2014 right now. Yes, I'm a horrible podcast listener, but I make damn sure that my episodes drop every Friday. So it's a good sacrifice. Plus, I'm a stay-at-home parent and I'm a, I'm a spouse, you know, husband, wife to my wife and all that sorts of stuff. So... Life happens, life goes on, but I still enjoy my podcast. I'm just a year behind. Well, that was number nine, so that means we only have 16 left. If you've got a list of things you want me to go over or something you want me to talk about, send it my way, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com, and we'll put it into the show. Secondary topic. Now, in this episode, secondary topic section, I got a few things to share with you. It's uh, I was just kind of like a smorgasbord of stuff I'm throwing into the secondary topic here. First one I'm going to cover is something I call excuses versus reasons. And it's just something I want to throw out there for everyone to ponder. Because I don't think it happens too frequently, but I'm sure it happens to the best of us. I, I've been guilty myself. That's one of the reasons why I bring it up. Some people don't know 
the difference between excuses and reasons. You know, when someone says, hey, why did that happen? And, and or, or why didn't this happen? And the, the initial gut reaction is to just start making excuses. Well, I got busy and well, this, that, and the other thing, and I didn't know and blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's an excuse. That's not a reason as to why it did or did not happen. Tell me the reason it did not happen. I didn't know what to do with it, you know, in the sense of maybe putting something away or why something is not done and whatever it is. I, I don't know. Take your pick. You, everybody's got their own little thing. So uh, know when you're using an excuse, know when you're giving a reason and know when you're making an excuse because there's so many different things and they can, they can blend. They can blend for sure. I ran out of time. I lost track of time. That may sound like an excuse. I get that. But in actuality, that's a reason because there's times when I'm writing for the show or I'm working on something, whatever it may be, whether it's for the show or not, and I lose track of time. I totally lose track of time. Like, oh my God, it's that time shit. I got to start dinner now. That sort of thing. Okay, fine. That happens to the best of us. No, I'm talking when you can look at it and say, no, no, that's an excuse as to why you didn't get it done. (laughs) You know, the dog ate my homework. All right, well, that's an excuse. (laughs) The fact that, you know... It fell out of my notebook and it was raining on the way to school today. And here's the soggy piece of paper. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a reason. That's a reason why. I, I still say better, you know, better put it in your backpack a little more secure. <laughs> but you follow me. So just break things down into the simplest answer. And I guarantee you'll find the reason as to why it is. Just, just something to ponder for you folks. All right, second thing in secondary topic, stroller walking power. <laughs> At least that's what I'm calling it. Um, you know, when I'm walking the stroller with my son, whether it's you know down the sidewalk to the store or to the park or we're walking around you know the, the zoo or a mall or other public place, I love the fact that most people see a stroller and they move out of the way you know, like, like oil and water. And don't get me wrong, there's still those idiots that don't pay attention and, oh, wow, I didn't see you there. Okay, fine, that happens. <laughs> that, that's going to happen. There's idiots everywhere and people that are just not paying attention. But usually, I've noticed whether I'm walking alone or walking with my child versus walking with the stroller, they see the stroller and they get out of the way. And it's not because it's of the reflectiveness of the, 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 the design of the stroller, those reflective things on the wheels or anything like that. No, it's the fact that they see a stroller. Oh, my gosh, there's a baby. Let's move away. And the power behind that is so awesome. Versus, you know, for an example, if I'm standing at the corner waiting for the light to change and the light changes and the car comes up just as the light changes and they're like, OK, I'm just going to race around the corner because they haven't even started walking yet. Yeah, they're breaking the law. Because the light has changed. But if I have the stroller, they stop completely. They're like, oh, okay, I won't do that because a stroller is being pushed. And it's to me, that power is amazing. And it just makes me want to stop and shout at the idiots that don't see the stroller and think, okay, you need to pay more attention to your world around you now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Next up on secondary topic, Halloween 2015. Uh, I know it's uh, almost a month late, but hey, that's production schedule. And I couldn't have given it the last two episodes. We had a conversation with Phaedra D. So here we are. Late, late November, 
for Halloween 2015. It was so much fun because it was our child's first true Halloween where he got to go trick-or-treating and understand the concept of costumes and just having fun. It was awesome. So when we went on our little trick-or-treating thing with our friends, with a couple friends actually, uh, we were a family of pirates. It's pretty damn cool. Uh, we asked we asked our child, hey, what do you want to be for Halloween? I want to be a pirate. Okay, pirates are easy. Pirates are easy. So we all became pirates for that, and that was fun, tons of fun. And then later on Halloween, uh, the wife and I went out to a party, and an adults-only party, and we were dressed as Gonzo and Camilla from The Muppets. And the reason we chose that is because... Well, two of our other friends were going to be Kermit and Miss Piggy, and so Gonzo and Camilla just makes sense. And then another person, another friend of a friend of a friend, was also there and decided to be Fozzie Bear. So it was pretty damn cool that we had five Muppets there, and it was it was pretty awesome. Had a great, great time. Downside, we are parents to a toddler. So our evening <laughs> ended earlier than we anticipated. <laughs> it was It was quite quite uh shocking how <laughs> how quickly our in, our evening ended i figured we'd make it till at least midnight one o'clock I, I don't even think we made it to eleven thirty, to be quite honest <laughs> but we had fun for the time that we were there so if you were at the party and you're listening to the podcast thank you so much for having us thank you so much for having a, having a great time i appreciate it i had fun and hopefully we'll do it again next year I know there's a lot of things in secondary topic this week. Well, that's because we've missed it the last couple weeks. I want to give a brief thing about October 21st, 2015. I know I had an episode a few few ago, you know, the future's so bright, got to wear my shades, that I talked about it. But what I didn't get a chance to talk about, I believe that was episode 57, on the 21st of October 2015, which is the day that they're supposed to come forward in time, you know, Doc and Marty and Jennifer arrive into Hill Valley, you know, 429 p.m. October 21st, 2015. Well, I actually have a wonderful memory because, as I said in episode 57, I was honored to be able to see the original release of part three in May of 1990 the Thursday before the Friday that it opened, part three opened, and I don't remember, it was 25th, 24th, I don't have that date in front of me, pretty uh, pretty easy to find out, look at a calendar from May of 1990, and the Thursday around the 24th, 25th, 22nd, and so we got to see it, we started at like, I don't know, 8, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, and we got to see part one, and then a little break, part two, a little break, and then the premiere of number three, and that was pretty damn cool. Well... On the 21st of October 2015, many of the theaters across the country, at least here in the United States, were playing all three back to back to back. And so my wife and I got to experience them on the big screen back to back to back. It was pretty awesome to relive that. But was what was even more awesome is that my wife had never really had a chance to see them on the big screen. And that's because there's 10 years difference between her and I. So she got to finally see them on the big screen and finally got a chance to see them one right after the other. Not that we hadn't done that on video, but it's just different on the big screen. So that was, that was something so awesome. Now, if you 
a listener out there got the ch- got the opportunity to share that as well, send me an email. Let's talk about it because to me that was such an awesome experience that I know there are so many other people out there that experienced it. So share your experiences with me. Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, for the secondary topic section, I've got something very, 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 very special to share. If you're a longtime listener, you know that I've got performing arts in my background, and that's kind of my education degree sort of thing. And I am so happy to share this. Uh, Now that our child is old enough... Now that we're kind of getting stabilized as far as timing of things, I was able to find some time to go out and audition, and I was cast in a local show here in San Diego. Now, I'm not going to give it away on this on this episode because this episode's going to be up for all perpetuity, but if you are interested and you're going to be in the San Diego area from the end of November 2015 to Near the end, right before Christmas 2015, in the San Diego area, we run from November 27th through December 20th. And if you're interested in seeing this show, reach out to me on Facebook, on email, on Twitter, on Dasher, on Dancer. No, that's not right. Um, (laughs) Reach out to me, and I will give you all the information that you need. Tickets run from about $17 to $23, depending on nights available, things like that, blah, blah, blah. So... If you're going to be in the San Diego area and you'd like to come see me in a show, reach out to me and I'll give you the information. And just so the question's answered now, yes, I'm playing a guy. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that there. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited to be, to be doing this. And I, I'm so, that's why I'm sharing it, because I'm so excited. Uh, it's, I haven't worked on a show, really worked on a show since 2011. And that was just a simple uh, villain in a melodrama. And it's fun. It was hard work, yes. But it's not the type of character that you sink your teeth into. You know, really emotional, gritty stuff. Well, this show is. So I'm excited about that. Uh, the last time I got a chance to, you know, dive into a role that's gritty to chew, you might say, uh, was back in 2008. And that was the Groucho show I've mentioned throughout many different episodes. So I'm so excited to be back up on the stage doing it again. And for me, the topic of the show is actually very cathartic. Uh, it's about relationships and how they evolve or de-evolve. And so for me to reflect back on my life and being able to work it out on stage, bring it to the stage, is very, very cathartic. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to, to bring that to life on the stage. So again, if you're going to be in the San Diego area from the 27th of November to December 20th, 2015, reach out to me, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com or on the Facebook page, which would probably be faster than email. Uh, you can reach out on Twitter, but Facebook page is probably going to be the fastest because that's what I seem to check more frequently. Listener feedback. Listener feedback, here we are. This one's a little bit old because of the timing of the production schedule, but I want to give a huge thank you to listener Travis C., 
Uh, he was listening to episode 56, and the two songs that I played from the Jungle Book in that particular episode made his day. And he, in a message, told me so much. And what was even better is knowing that it made his day made my day. And I, I, I mentioned that back to him, so he already knows this. Uh, but I'm saying it publicly here. Thank you so much, Travis. That was, that was awesome that particular day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next listener feedback is an email from a longtime fan and listener, Christina Kay. I've mentioned her before. Uh, she wrote an email regarding episode 52, where I came out as genderqueer. And she wrote, so happy that you are finding your balance point. Listening to episode 52 and on you coming to terms with your gender was, to say the least, mildly surprising. Welcome to that area of the spectrum where quizzical looks and what the fucks are normal. It's an interesting area to inhabit. I sort of followed your path, thinking, yep, gotta be TS. Ah, not quite the right fit. Oh, yeah, it must be gender fluid. Like that little bit of male in me. Ah, nope, not quite right fit either. And yes, the queer word still resonates with me as I'm even more seasoned than you. Yeah, yeah, I know, older than you, LOL. That's close, but still not right fit. So now, back to almost where I started. Add some HRT, and yes, now I'm headed in the right direction and feels very right. So very right. I'm just going to keep baby-stepping on my side of the spectrum. Female, yes, sort of. As close to the middle of the road as you can be. Glad you found your balance, and really looking forward to your show with Dara. Talk soon, Christina Kay. Reference to uh, Dara, who, if you've been following the Facebook page, is going to be a guest coming up on a future episode. Dara Hoffman Fox, who runs the Conversations with a Gender Therapist Facebook page. Christina, thank you so much for your email. Yeah, it's, it's finding balance. It's reaching that point of happiness within yourself where you're comfortable just being and, and, ex and living and yeah, you get the uh, you get the what the fuck looks, and you get the quizzical. Hmm, is that a guy? Is that a girl? I don't know. Uh, and and to me, I'm loving that because let them guess, let them guess. I think I've mentioned it a few times in a, a couple past episodes where you know, I, no matter how I'm looking, I'll get pronounced opposite of what I'm trying for. <laughs> so kind of kind of weird. Um, so it's an, it's an interesting place to be right now. And I'm very happy being able to wake up one day and just say, yep, I'm going to be a guy today. And wake up sometimes and just say, yep, I'm going to be a girl today. And dress and look appropriate. And out the door I go. Uh, I will say because of uh, what I mentioned, this performance I'm working on, being that I'm playing a male character, I've gravitated more towards more of a, of a male look. I haven't cut my hair. <laughs> have not cut my hair because I like my hair length. Uh, I'm going to be doing some different things with it for the show, but that's besides the point. Uh, it, it's, it's exciting. Very exciting to be that comfortable with myself. So thank you again, Christina, for listening and for writing. I, I think you know, since you've been one of the first to, from the very beginning to reach out and say, hi, I like your show, to um, just be there. So thank you. Now, this next listener feedback that comes from, uh, well, I've mentioned her before. She's been a guest on the show. That's Addison S. Uh, Addison runs a little uh, group journal thing on Facebook, and I'm part of that. And her entry 
was was just so touching to me. Um, wrote this in early November. She wrote, It is late at night, but I wanted to share Sabrina's Patreon page and the host of the Transgender Podcast I listen to all the time, which has been incredible beyond words help I've needed for myself in transition that has allowed me to grow and learn about myself as well as to learn about her, meaning myself, uh, and their transition. Because... I go by all different pronouns. <laughs> uh, Patreon is a thing where you can donate as little as a dollar a month for helping the podcast grow and help reach out to others. Charlie, Sabrina, has listeners from the U.S., Canada, India, Africa, just to name a few. And I'm going to throw in Germany as well. And the U.K. She continues, To all my friends and family, I would not be here where I am today without you, but I also want to say but I also want Charlie Sabrina to know that their podcast has shown me the spirit that lives in all of me. Without your podcast, my soul and being is just existing. With your podcast, I'm able to live. I encourage my friends to donate. Thank you. Charlie Sabrina has goals to meet to improve podcasting. The attached picture has their next goal to meet. They are so close. They are at 120 a month as of right now, that was early November, with seven patrons and the site is totally secure. Yes, uh, Addison, I, I've reached out to you since that. Thank you so much for those wonderful words, even though it was late at night and may not have been the best grammar. But hey, I like I use the right grammar all the time. What do I care? Come on, it doesn't matter. What matters is I got your point. I understood your words. I am so humbled to know that my little show, my little podcast, my little journey uh, using an audio format has been so, so beneficial to you. And here's the thing that I ponder when, when I receive remarks like yours and Christina's and other ones that I've read on the show here. You people who have reached out to me are wonderful. But then I know there's got to be at least another three, four, five people who have not reached out at all because they can't for whatever reason. They're just not there yet. Uh, their internet's not secure. They're, they haven't come out to themselves. They're gathering information, whatever it is. To me, that's... Knowing that from you warms my heart. And, and, and I'll be honest, just like everything in life, just like everyone in life, when you get to, okay, I've got to work on something, whatever it is, an art project, a Halloween costume, a present for someone, uh, uh, packing your bag to go on a trip, um, a homework assignment, uh, prepping for an interview. I mean, the list is endless. You should take your pick. Choose your battle. But when we all have something that needs to get done, we all at a time once in a while start talking to ourselves and saying, well, I'll wait until later, or I will do it tomorrow, or after I finish this something, I will get to it. And I'll be honest, folks, it happens to me in the podcast. There's times when I'm ready to go and can't wait to get back behind the mic and share whatever I'm going to share that particular episode. And then there are times when it's like, oh, man, I got I to gotta drag out the mic and set it up and get everything ready and make my notes and sit down and record for an hour and change or whatever it is. And it's just one of those things that, you know, kind of becomes a task. And then I get responses like that. I get feedback like that. 
I hear from people like Addison and Christina and Phaedra from last episodes. And I'll tell you, folks, friends, because that's what you are to me now. I've been doing this for over a year. I've heard from many of you. You're friends. You're my friends. And I hope I'm yours as well. But I'll tell you, that's what gets me over that hump, you might say. You know, it's like, oh, I don't feel like recording today. I'm a little tired. Or I'm not sure what I'm going to say about whatever. It gives me that little extra kick in the ass to, to get ready to record whatever it may be. Writing out part of the outline. Looking up an article. Uh, making a note. So uh, The list is endless. There's so many different things that go into this. Uh, even if it's just in the editing process. Oh, I don't feel like sitting down and listening to the, to the show right now. I'll wait till later. Yeah, because I've mentioned in the previous shows, it's a task, it's a chore, because that's what I like to do. I like to give quality to my shows. Uh, and it happens, you know, it happens. So I, so I want you all to know that it, it really makes my day when I get feedback like that, knowing that my little show here helps you so much, specifically Addison. And on that post that Addison made, uh, Maddie Love from the uh, Minnesota Trans Atheist podcast uh, made a comment about how much she enjoys the quality of my show. And she offered uh, information about a travel mic system. So I still have to look into that, Maddie. (laughs) Time has gotten away from me. (laughs) I still have to look into it. But thank you for that suggestion, but also for your words. Thank you for enjoying the show. I... That means a lot to me. As a fellow podcaster, it means a lot to me. And in not so many words, uh, our guests from the Transpantastic podcast have said have shared uh, sporadically uh, in the last few months, probably once or twice, how much they've enjoyed specific specific shows. So I'm going to shout out to Transpantastic. If you don't know that podcast, check it out. Check them both out. Transpantastic. And the Minnesota Trans Atheist Podcast. Those are two great transgender podcasts that I like to follow and listen to. And uh, you should too. And I know I've been going on and on about listener feedback, but we've missed some good listener feedback the last few episodes. This last listener feedback is actually from the audience survey that you can find at at changes in latitudes podcast at blogspot.com on the right hand sidebar near the bottom and i believe at the bottom of the page the bottom bottom of the page and on pretty much every episode as far as the show notes go a link to our audience survey and it's mostly just questions you know click this click that yes or no scale of one to five sorts of things but there is one section under the likes and dislikes area where you can write in your own words and i have no idea who it is it's totally anonymous unless you put in your your name into the comment section i don't know who it is and i haven't mentioned this in a couple episodes so help out the show check those uh, audience surveys out Uh, it really does help the show Uh, this one's from november 2nd and we're going to start with the likes as we always do this one says host is engaging and has fun with the show even though sometimes they deal with hard-hitting topics always keeps it fun and conversational thank you Thank you very much. Um, that yeah, I I do I do really try to keep it fun and conversational. Hence the the concept of stream of consciousness. It's a conversation with myself essentially. But I, I I'm realizing I'm talking to someone, so it's conversational. And yeah, the hard hitting topics. Well, you know, they got to be said. They've got to be shared. And 
they may not be the prettiest thing. So thanks for noticing that. As far as being engaging and fun, well, that's the creativeness of me. <laughs> that's my theatrical background. That's me. That's, that's the raw energy personality of me. And so getting feedback like that just is awesome. So thank you. Under the dislikes, same person on the second wrote, sometimes the editing is very obvious, or maybe it is the microphone, but it is sometimes cuts out the last parts of words as it is silencing or removing the background noise. Very nitpicky, but it is kind of annoying. Uh, well, if you're specifically referring to episode 52... Uh, I, I had a glitch in the editing process, and uh, to fix that, I would have to, well, fin fix the edit and then re-upload that uh, new MP3 to the web and then reconnect it to the to the uh, show notes over at Blogspot and everything. And it's to to fix such a minute error in the grand scheme of things. I I, I don't have the time to to do that. I, the perfectionist in me wants to. But the logical person within me can't. Uh, as far as background noise and things like that, um, check out Patreon. I've got a few goals in there uh, to help me alleviate those things. So consider becoming a patron and helping us out that way. Uh, as far as the microphone goes, I do have a Blue Yeti. Um, and it's with a pop filter, and I use GarageBand. So I do what I can as far as that goes. And... Other background noises, well, I don't have a lot of space, especially since I have a toddler. I have to move myself out to my garage. And being that I have a toddler, there's lots and lots and lots of laundry. And so usually the laundry is going around the same time as I'm recording. I'd have to stay up so late to let the laundry finish for the next day to be able to record. So I split the difference and, you know, there's a little bit of background noise. Uh, again, I do what I can in the editing process to clean things up and I'm not perfect. I'm human and I do have a production schedule to get one out every week. So I can't dilly dally too much on the audio quality or else I'll never meet that deadline. You're right. It is nitpicky and I am that type of nitpicking person. So more often than not, I really try to do what I can to make sure that the editing and the sound quality is as best as I can make it. And sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'm human. <laughs> I, I just can't. Now, if I had a beautiful soundproof room to record in and a nice, you know, uh, microphone stand, because when I bump the stand, you can hear it and, you know, it gets in the way a little bit. But if I had like a nice stand, well, hey, that would be awesome. Unfortunately, I don't. But I use what I can. Uh, bottom line, thank you so much for your feedback. Um, I'm glad you're liking the show. Thank you so much for recognizing that, as I said a moment ago. And thank you for, for stepping up and, and talking about the, the audio quality. Because, let's face it, if you're going to spend, well, each of my episodes is you know, roughly an hour and change, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. If you're going to spend an hour of your day listening to me, yeah, you want it to be as best quality as possible. I'm a podcast listener, and if the audio quality is not the greatest... Sometimes I let I lean to skipping an episode or pausing an episode and maybe coming back to it because I'm with you there. I'm with you there. The audio quality is very important. And at the same time, I realize that it is a weekly podcast that I put out 
uh, on my own <laughs> and that I'm working under whatever conditions I can work under, um, which is why I have one of the goals. I, I don't remember what I titled it, but it's a, you know, a studio, uh, one of the things I've talked about. So check out patreon.com forward slash changes in latitudes podcast to, uh, to, to see what that goal is. I believe I put it under the thousand dollar a month level, not inquire entirely sure at this moment in time. So when I eventually get there, yeah, I plan on absolutely stepping up the audio quality for damn sure, because it means that much to me. Just as it means that much to me that you took the time to reach out to me to say that you like the show, you didn't like the show, you like this about the show, you don't like that about the show. So thank you so very much. Wow. We're here. We're at the end. We made it. We made it, folks. Thank you for joining me on this crazy sleigh ride of episode 61, starting off with Transgender Day of Remembrance and moving into just a lot of listener feedback and personal stories and things. Uh, Wow. It just came out of nowhere, really. (laughs) Kind of like most of the episodes. Uh, Next episode, going to be Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. So, well, the day after Thanksgiving, technically, Black Friday. Uh, but we're going to, uh, I'm going to start something new. I'm going to have an annual, you know, giving thanks sort of episode. So this is going to be giving thanks year one. And if you can't guess it, it's pretty much reflecting back on, you know, the things I'm thankful for over the last year. I'd like to thank all the patrons. Thank you so much for sponsoring and helping out the show. Thank you, Tom Slayton, for sponsoring the show. It just, it, without you folks, it, without you folks, it would be harder to do what I do. It, I'm just going to say that. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Blogspot. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out. Just check us out and consider sharing it with a friend. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So, stay crazy, everyone. I'll catch you next week. listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, 
please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you, good night, and always remember.